Welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and every Tuesday I'll cover a topic related to binge eating, procrastination or self-acceptance. I'll share some of my experience and hopefully encourage you not to give up on the recovery. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on binge eating, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer. Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, for being here for another episode. I really truly appreciate your support and I couldn't be more excited for another week, another episode. I assume that you've decided to listen to this episode because the title somewhat resonated with you and it may be something you're struggling with or maybe you just saw it completely random in your podcast feed, so you decided to give it a go. But either way, I do have quite serious issues with procrastination, and I've talked about it a little bit in one of the previous episodes, and I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. So if that's something that you would like to learn more, make sure to check that out. I'm pretty honest about the fact that I do procrastinate, but it doesn't make it any easier or any less of a problem. I do believe that everyone procrastinates sometimes, but in my experience, it did cross the boundary between what I would call normal procrastination, even though that probably doesn't exist, and procrastination that's been ruining my life and ruining my dreams. One of the things that we people do, regardless of being a procrastinator, is that we tend to wait for the right moment. We postpone our plans when the timing is better. We postpone changing something, such as our work, home, maybe even partners, for some better time in the future, when the circumstances will be better. We postpone our dreams for tomorrow, for one day, when we finally feel ready. But do you know what happens with that one day? It turns to never. I definitely did mess up a lot of things because of postponing them and waiting for the right moment to do something about it. And my procrastination habit definitely made a lot of things unnecessarily complicated. But most importantly, I did let go of many opportunities in life only because I was waiting for one day. And that day never came. Because I think that waiting for the right moment, waiting for the right timing, waiting for the right circumstances is something that we all do and we all struggle with. I think it could be a good idea to cover this in today's episode. So let's get into it. (music) 
I would like to say at the very beginning that I am 26 years old and although as I said a few moments before I did up some things due to postponing and procrastinating I still believe or I want to believe that although the damage has been done there's still a lot I can do to make sure it doesn't happen in the future or I mean it most definitely will happen at some point again but I think I can make sure it happens less often. A really great example of how procrastination and postponing things can ruin your life is my recent experience with making or rather not making one of the previous podcast episodes. And I always say I want to be as honest with you guys as possible because what would be the point of saying one thing and then doing another? So although I feel super embarrassed by this, I gotta practice what I preach. For the past three weeks or so, I found it really, really hard to make an episode. I couldn't really make myself to finish the script for an episode. I had an idea for an episode, I have like millions of them, and I'm always like super excited about it, and I'm like, this is so interesting, this will be a perfect episode. So I write down a few notes about this topic and what I would like to cover, and then I struggled so hard to make myself finish the actual script. I couldn't make myself to record it, I couldn't make myself to edit the podcast, I couldn't make myself to upload it. And the previous episode, I did it last minute, like quite literally. I finished work at 5, I kept writing the script until about, I don't know, 8pm probably. And then I was recording it and editing it and uploading it and I literally fell to bed like 11pm or almost midnight and I felt like I'm about to pass out. I was so exhausted and I was half asleep the entire day after that. But most importantly, I was so mad at myself because it was all my fault and I did it all to myself. I know when I need to work on the script, I know what days I have free to do so, I know when I need the script to be ready so I can record it in time, so I have enough time to do the editing part, but it, it felt like I didn't really want to admit myself that I'm so incredibly behind. The days were passing by, I was wasting hours watching YouTube videos, throwing items in my online basket, and scrolling through my social media feed, like almost carefree. Although deep down I had that well-known feeling that any procrastinator tries to silence. There is something else you should be doing instead. And this is just a recent embarrassing example of how I make things in my life intentionally yet unintentionally more difficult. But it's not always the small things that we procrastinate on like in this example. We tend to postpone bigger, much more important things in life, such as our goals, our dreams, our plans that we believe could make us happier in the future. And even though we think and we hope that fulfilling those dreams will make our future brighter, we tend to overlook one fundamental thing, and that's in order to have a brighter future, we must do something about it now. The problem is that most of our plans and dreams and goals do not have a clear deadline. One day I will run a marathon, one day I'll make a fitness instructor training, one day I'll quit my job and start my own company, one day I'll move to Australia because that's all I wanted since I was a kid. But even smaller, more earthbound wishes like being more active, reading more books, 
learning to play an instrument, even those things will remain as wishes without a clear deadline. You've probably already heard about the Parkinson's law because almost everyone who speaks about procrastination and productivity uses it as an example how to manage our time effectively. What the Parkinson's law says, and I'll quote, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And if we put this into practice, what it means is that if you have, for example, two hours to do something, it will take you two hours to do that. If you have a week to do something, you will do it in a week. If you have two months to do some task, it will take you two months to do it. The task expands itself to fill the time you have available to do it. I think it is pretty clear and it makes perfect sense. Now imagine that for some tasks, such as our life goals and plans, we do not have any deadlines, therefore we have our whole life to do them. So if we apply this law into practice, that would mean that to fulfill our dreams could very well take our whole life, unless we turn those dreams into smaller tasks and give them clear deadlines. All those things I've said, it's nothing new, it's what every one of us already knows, but the problem is that we often don't realize it. And if we add procrastination to the table, and let's say we know we have two weeks to do something, it's not like we will work for those two weeks to finish something, we will most likely spend 13 days procrastinating and freaking out and working in a hurry on the day 14. Procrastination habit makes a lot of easy things or normal things more difficult. With our dreams and plans and wishes, we often do the following. We spend a lot of time thinking about them and imagine what our life would be like if they would come true one day. And there are two main problems in this sentence there. If they would come true and one day. One day because of all I've mentioned earlier. Without a clear deadline and structure, all your wishes and goals will take you just about a lifetime to fulfill. If you want things to change, whether it's to start your recovery, whether it's to start a podcast, or whether it's to learn how to skateboard, you need to decide and make a clear timeline when those things will happen. The second problem with having dreams and wishes is that we think if they would come true. The thing is, they won't come true unless we make them come true. Yes, some things are outside of our control and yes, sometimes also luck and timing plays a role in making our dreams come true, but the remaining 99% are things that we can do and we can change and we can affect and control. As always, I would like to provide you with a few tips and tricks that you can try to break free from the waiting for the perfect moment mindset. I emphasize in each and every episode that I am no expert, I'm simply sharing my experience and I share what things did and didn't work for me, so please take everything I say with a grain of salt. Before I dive into the tips, I want you to remember one thing that at the end of the day, you are still the one who needs to get up and do what needs to be done. I left planning and scheduling, creating timetables, timesheets, writing my to-do lists, but I can get caught up in the whole planning thing very, very easily because it gives me this false sense that I'm already doing something. I'm taking the first step, I'm already contributing to my end goal. 
on one hand, yes, planning definitely can help, but is the easiest part of this. Even if your day is perfectly planned out, even if you color-coded your to-do list, you still need to be the one who does all things that need to be done. There is no doubt that if you want to make your future, you need to start making it today. I was thinking about what things did actually help me to get up and do something, and I figured that what actually helped me the most was to understand what most of the time helped me, and I'm sure most of you as well, back. Number one is fear. I dare to say that fear is the most common thing that holds us back when it comes to almost anything. Change, making our dreams come true, starting, moving, building a new habit, whatever it is. We are afraid of the unknown. A lot of times we don't have a clue what we're doing. We are afraid whether we're doing the right thing. And we can also be afraid of failing. What if I leave my job, start my own company and go bankrupt? What if I commit to do something only to fail to fulfill it? Fear is natural part of our lives. It's part of being human. I feel like there's no way we'll ever stop being afraid and that the only thing we can do is to accept it as a necessary part of any change we want to make in life. I do struggle with anxiety and I go into a panic mode whenever things are about to change even a tiny bit. And recovery meant a huge unknown for me and I, I admit I was afraid. I was afraid as hell. I was afraid whether I'll be able to make it. I was afraid that I'll relapse and that I'll have to go through it all over again. I was afraid of gaining weight, of losing weight. I was afraid that I'll never be able to eat like a normal person. But to me, the fear of remaining in such a miserable situation before the recovery was more terrifying than the fear of the recovery process itself. And even though I doubt, doubted like a million times before and throughout the recovery journey if I'm doing the right thing, I must say that I definitely was doing the right thing and that I'm grateful and proud for even being able to be here and speak about eating disorders from this perspective. I think the only thing we can do when it comes to fear is not to let it to paralyze us, but learn how to work with it. I personally found meditation really helpful when it comes to managing anxiety and feelings of panic. And I also love to talk about things that I'm afraid of with someone close to me. Don't let the fear paralyze you. It's a way of your senses telling you that there may be some kind of danger ahead of you. Undoubtedly, yes, but our fears can also be irrational and we tend to use them as an excuse. So if I could recommend just one thing, it would be not to let your fear paralyze you. I'm not saying to ignore it completely, as sometimes it can be really helpful to listen to your fears, but I would say to try to work with it, whether it's meditation, whether it's stepping out of your comfort zone more, whatever it is, find what works for you. Number two is not knowing where to start and what to do. I personally think that this is something that everyone who wants to start something new goes through, whether it's a new hobby, finding new friends, building a relationship, starting a company. You'll never know exactly what to do. 
but that's okay. The essential part is getting started and you will learn everything else throughout the journey. The more you do something, the more you will learn and the more you will grow. You will make some mistakes, obviously, but they will help you grow as well. I'm not saying that you should go headfirst straight into anything you decide to do. Do your research, read, get advice. That's all perfect and fine to help you get started the right way. But if you know nothing about something and then you start to learn more about it, you can get overwhelmed by the load of information and opposing opinions and advice. Everyone feels overwhelmed, especially when you're just starting out. So don't let get discourage you from what you want. Remember that no one had it all figured out the day they started. A thing number three that holds us back is having no clear vision. Part of the problem we postpone things is that we don't understand why we should be doing them in the first place. If I told you to write 1000 words every single day and you wouldn't know why, you would hardly be motivated to do so because you wouldn't understand why you should be doing that. But if I would told you to write 1000 words every single day so that 90 days later you will have written a book that would give you the answer to why, you would see the bigger picture and there's a higher chance you will actually do it. I know this was a pretty dumb example, I really should have come up with something better, so I apologize. But the principle can be applied to anything, to any goal you have in mind, why you want to start the recovery journey, how is that going to benefit you, or other examples like why do you want to move abroad, why do you want to start this new hobby. Understanding why you're doing something is essential to keep you going when things get hard. Because I feel like if we don't understand why we're doing something and why we should be doing something, then we will sooner or or later see no point in trying. One more thing I would like to add is not to get discouraged if you don't have it all figured out, especially at the very beginning. No one has it all figured out. Sometimes we just need to keep going and hope for the best. But knowing why is something you should always know and remind yourself that every single time you're doing it, or at least every single time you start to doubt. Number four is personal goals have no deadlines. This is something I've mentioned earlier. The worst thing about having a personal goal or a dream is that those 99.9% of the time don't have a clear deadline and a clear plan. Because without a plan and deadline and action, they will forever remain as an unspecific goal or a wish. Since I was very young, I had a dream to move to California, mostly because I watched too many movies that were shooted in California, but that's whole another unimportant story. So I had this dream, but I never made a clear timeline of when that should happen, why should it really happen in the first place and when I should actually move there. So it remained forever as like a dream of mine that never happened. I can say that if I didn't set a clear deadline to when I want to launch my podcast, it would still be just something I would dream about and something I would scold myself for not doing. If you want to turn your dreams into a reality, you really truly need to turn them into clear, actionable steps with deadline. I've probably used the word deadline way too much in this episode, so forgive me. And 
One more thing about deadlines. Deadlines should be realistic. You can set yourself a deadline to build a house in one month, but that's probably not going to happen. Neither would a deadline to run a marathon in one week would do any good to you if you never ran before. So be realistic. The deadline should be there to push you and remind you that there is a goal you're working towards, not to make you feel worse about yourself. As a procrastinator, I found setting deadlines really helpful. I can work pretty hard when there is a deadline hanging in the air because I know I need to get it done. And even though I may procrastinate some part of the time that I have dedicated to a certain task, I do eventually get it done to meet the deadline. Last but not least is that sometimes we want too many things at once. I've spoken about the all or nothing mindset in some of my previous episode. I'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes so you can check it out if you like to learn more about it. But sometimes we just want to do many things and we want them now. We want to be great at them. We ignore the fact that getting better at things happen over time, not overnight. And if we feel like we can't manage doing all those things at once, we may come to believe that it's better to just give up and do nothing at all. I have definitely had this mindset many, many times in my life when I felt like there's no point of me trying to accomplish something if I cannot do it all and if I cannot do it perfectly. But it's important to let go of such mindset. It's better to be doing one thing and focus on one thing than trying to manage 20 and failing at every single one of them. For example, if your goal is to write a book, you could say to yourself, okay, so in order to write a book, I need to be really good at managing writing tools and editing programs. I need to be really, really good in English language or any other language. I need to know grammar really well. I need to be a really great seller to impress the publishers and get a deal. Or I need to be a great marketer to sell my book once it's published, etc. And if you imagine all these things can be so overwhelming that you may give up before you even start. You may give up before you even sit down, open the laptop and start writing the book. I would say it's always better to try one thing at a time and not get discouraged that you feel like you should be doing 20 different things at the same time. Pick up one thing, try to focus on that one thing and see how that goes for you. So that's all I have for you in today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to this. I love you. You are amazing. And I honestly always feel so much better when I talk about what's on my mind. It's like some sort of personal therapy. The one thing that I want you to remember from this episode is that you will never be ready enough. There will never be the perfect time. There will never be perfect circumstances. You will always have just now and you will always have you to make a change to start to do something you don't have to be perfect you don't even have to be good you just have to be you and put your energy and effort in whatever you want to do and accomplish and to sum up today's episode i would like to finish with my favorite chinese proverb the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-love at bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!